Hi, my name is David Elstein, and this is the American Board of Orthopedic Surgery podcast. Each episode is designed to help busy orthopedic surgeons learn more about the ABUS and board certification. This episode is slightly different. It is an audio recording of the webinar on the ABUS subspecial examination. You will hear from Dr. Michael Bednar, ABUS Associate Executive Director. More information about the ABUS subspecial examination can be found at www.abus.org. If you enjoy this episode of the American Board of Orthopedic Surgery podcast, please subscribe to us on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you know next episode is posted. Okay, let's get started. My name is Mike Bednar, and I'm the Associate Executive Director of the American Board of Orthopedic Surgery. And I'd like to welcome you to tonight's 2024 ABOS Subspecialty Certification Examination Application Webinar. Uh, with me are David Martin, who is the Executive Director of the American Board of Orthopedic Surgery, Denise Frazier, who is the Manager for Certification and Credentialing, David Elstein, Manager for Education and Communication, and Cass Chisholm, uh, who is an Assessment Specialist. Tonight, we want you to learn what you need to know before applying for the subspecialty certification examinations, either for the surgery of the hand or the orthopedic sports medicine uh, examination. Sorry. So just to read through our mission statement, uh, the mission of the ABOS is to ensure the safe, ethical, and effective practice of orthopedic surgery. In order to do so, the ABOS maintains the highest standards for education, practice, and conduct through examination, certification, and maintenance of certification. And we do so for the benefit of the public. The ABOS believes that there's no place for bias or discrimination within the field of orthopedic surgery or within our organization. People ask, well, who is the board? This is the board, the 21 members of the board, one public member and 20 board certified practicing orthopedic surgeons. Um, you see the picture of us in here, we have our numbers, the year when we first certified, and the days that the year where our certification is up for renewal. For some of us, you also see sports medicine or hand surgery, those of us who hold certificates of added qualification in those subspecialties. In tonight's webinar, let's talk about subspecialty certification requirements. We'll go over the application nuts and bolts, talk about the case list, and then answer your questions at the end. So at the end, if you can raise your hand in Zoom, we'll identify you and call on you. Currently, there are about 2,700 subspecialty certified diplomates for sports medicine and about 2,200 for hand surgery. 35 diplomates hold certificates in both subspecialties. So who is eligible for subspecialty certification? ABOS diplomates who have demonstrated added qualifications in orthopedic sports medicine or surgery of the hand. And what are those added qualifications? Well, those that have had additional training and ACGME accredited fellowship. They have the volume and diversity of surgical cases in sports medicine or hand surgery, and that's demonstrated by the case list. And they've made significant contributions documented through their letters of recommendation. In order to Become certified, you need to meet the requirements, submit a case list, complete a subspecialty examination application, and then submit the application fee and examination fees. 
All required documents and fees are submitted to your ABOS Diplomat dashboard. You can go to that through our abos.org website, logging on with your username and password, and then clicking on subspecialty certification on the left-hand menu. So again, the requirements, you need to be board certified by the APOS. You have to have completed a one-year ACGME accredited fellowship in either orthopedic sports medicine or surgery of the hand. And the fellowship must have been accredited at the time that the fellowship was completed. And you have to engage in the practice of either sports medicine or surgery of the hand. For the case list, you collect all operative cases from a consecutive 12-month period that falls within the 24 months preceding the February 1, 2024 application deadline. So 12-month consecutive period in that 24-month period. You only include primary surgical cases that pertain to orthopedic sports medicine or surgery of the hand. Cases submitted are submitted through the ABOS Scribe case list collection system, and that's on your ABOS Diplomate dashboard. Instructional videos can be found, again, on our website, and they show you how to use the Scribe. For sports medicine, you must include all orthopedic sports medicine cases in the 12-month collection period, and you have to have a minimum of 125 cases. At least 75 of these cases must involve arthroscopy as a component of the procedure, and at least 10 cases must include patients who are treated non-operatively. Sports medicine procedures are those that treat injuries or conditions that are related to or interfere with exercise, sports participation, or a physical lifestyle. And the CPT code list for these procedures can be found on the ABOS website. Further rules and procedures are also seen on the website showing the types of cases. But in general, we're looking at cases of the hip, knee, foot and ankle, and the lower extremity, shoulder, elbow, wrist and hand, and the upper extremity, and then for non-operative, these cases must involve evaluation and continuous orthopedic management, minimum four weeks of treatment of injuries or conditions that are related to or interfere with exercise, sports participation, or a physical lifestyle. For hand surgery, you must include all surgery of the hand cases in the 12-month collection period, and again, a minimum of 125 cases. If you don't have 125 hand cases in that 12-month collection period, we will allow you to extend the collection period to 15 months. You must fulfill a minimum number of surgeries in at least five of the nine categories of cases in order to participate in the exam. Surgery of the hand includes only those procedures performed on the upper extremity distal to the elbow, and again, the CPT code list can be found on the website. Here are the nine categories, bone and joint, nerve, tendon and muscle, skin and wound problems, contracture, tumor, congenital, microvascular, non-operative. The minimum number of cases for each of those categories is shown. You have to have five of those nine to have a case list. The application itself is again on the website. It requests general information routinely found on applications of this type. If you are set to renew your general certificate, you may apply for both the general and subspecialty examinations 
but needed to take only one examination, even though you must complete both applications. Fellowship certificates will need to be scanned and uploaded in on as a PDF, and letters of recommendation also will need to be loaded as a PDF. Deadline. Deadline for application and examination fees. Application fee, $450 due with the application and case list, and this is due by February 1st, 2024 at 4.01 p.m. Eastern time. If it's, if it, sorry, four o'clock Eastern time. If it's 4.01 Eastern time, well, then there's the additional $500 fee. Uh, examination fee is $1,400. Approval to sit letter will arrive in April of 2024 after review of application and the case list. This will include information about paying your examination fee and there is a deadline of June 30th of 2024. Won't be able to schedule the examination until that examination is fee is paid. Sorry. For the examination, 175 multiple choice questions given in four 60-minute blocks. Three of the blocks have 44 questions, 143 for a total of 175 items. Each block is 60 minutes. There's 15 minutes of tutorial time and 15 minutes of break time. But if you do your tutorial at home before you come to the examination, that tutorial time can then be used as break time. So do yourself a favor and do the tutorial before you arrive. Examination blueprints or both examinations are available on our website and examination tutorial also present. The examinations are given at Pearson Professional Centers. Schedule your examination as soon as possible to get the testing center most convenient to you. Multiple people from multiple different walks of life are scheduling examinations. The earlier you schedule your examination, the more likely you'll find a location, date, and time that is of your choosing. Accommodations. Those who need examination accommodations per the ADA must complete the ADA request form found on the website and submitted at the time of the application to the email listed on the form. Breastfeeding mothers uh, who need time to pump may request additional time by completing the breastfeeding candidate form found on our website. Others who need examination accommodation should contact the ABOS and requests must be submitted at the time of the application. So again, just to summarize this process, submit a case list, finalize the application, and pay the application fee on 2-1-24. The Credentials Committee will review, review, meet, review the application case list, and uh, send back their results by April 24th. You'll receive your email with approval to sit for the examination, pay your examination fee, and schedule the examination. Again, just to be clear, the examination is given only on one day. It's given on 8-2-24. Two forms of picture identification, identification will be required uh, to be entered into the examination, and you'll have an email sent with access instructions when results are available. Once you once you pass the uh, subspecialty examination, your specialty certification uh, will expire. Expiration date will match your ABOS general orthopedic surgery expiration date. 
So going forward, both of these will expire at the same time. You'll then need to recertify both certificates together, and you could do so with one assessment. For the knowledge portion, you can either do a computer-based recertification examination offered on alternating years. You can do an oral recertification examination, or you can use the ABOS web-based longitudinal assessment, where for five years you read 15 articles. For the subspecialty certification, five of these articles each year need to be in your subspecialty. The ABOS certification specialists are your friends. They're the ones who can help answer questions that you have with the process as you go through. So Denise Frazier takes care of those people whose last names begin with A and B. Sonia Parker, C through G. Kim Grover, H through O and Morgan Graham, P through Z. And their web addresses are available here. Please make sure that you check out the ABOS website and look for us on social media. Um, we are on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram. David Elstein does a wonderful job with his podcasts, updating on all things ABOS. And tomorrow, this uh, webinar will be available via podcast. So with that, I thank you for your attention. Um, if you have any questions, please raise your hand uh, in Zoom at this time. And Dr. Bednar, if you want to stop sharing the screen so we can see everyone on the big. Terrific. Thank you. If, if you have questions, raise your hand. I think one th more thing to add. So Dr. Bednar does have subspecialty certification in surgery of the hand, Dr. Martin. So especially certification in orthopedic sports medicine. So we have a question right here. Okay. Uh, so uh, hello. Okay, go ahead go, and yeah, go ahead right now. We can hear you. Thank, thank you. So uh, I'm a hand surgeon. I have a very mature uh, practice, uh, one of the international graduates. So it took me quite a few years to take my boards. Uh, so I already met the criteria, or almost met my case list. I, from the board exam that I just took, I have 115 cases who actually transferred and qualified for the hand surgery certification. I wonder if there is a mechanism not to have to log in another 150 cases if I, I'm almost there. I'm like already done way more than I need to. So is there a mechanism to just not have to go through the hassle with so many more cases that may or may not be beneficial for your evaluation? Um, Denise, you want to take that one? Yeah. Or David? Either way. We, if you just took part two in 23, we have a mechanism that once you go into the hand case collection, window for scribe there's a button that you can click and all of the cases that will match the criteria for your hand case will be pulled from your part two case collection so you don't have to re-enter those you do have to do an entire years of case list however does that answer your question um uh, yeah yes thank you i just was wondering because i'm i'm really at 115 out of 125. So six more months is gonna add like 100, 150 more cases. So 
So I'm, I'm happy to do it if I have to. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, subspecialty certification is a, a year-long case list, so we do need that, but uh, we can transfer the cases that you've already uploaded uh, so that you don't have to put those in again. And um, it's as Denise said, and if you have um, any questions on that, don't hesitate to call and um, Denise or Morgan uh, Graham, your certification specialist, can uh, walk you through that. Thank you so much. That's a good question. Okay. Next is uh, uh, Kevin McGowan. Hi, yes. Uh, it, I had a question about uh, the sports medicine sub-certification. Um, does Shoulder Fellowship kind of get linked into sports? Um, is that, or does that preclude you from going to the subspecialty certification? So yeah. it, it needs to be uh, an ACGME accredited fellowship uh, mm -hmm. in orthopedic sports medicine. So it depends on what sort of accreditation the fellowship had. Okay, so it, even if it's ACGME, it has to be under sports is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Okay. Next question is from uh, Jocelyn Compton. Uh, yeah. Um, can you guys hear me? Yes. Yes, you so, can. Um, the presentation you just gave said August 2nd, 2024 for the subspecialty certification exam, but online the website says 8-5 for surgery of the hand. I was hoping you could clarify. That is a good question. Cass, do you have that in front of you? I think you just stumped the pen. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm thinking it's the fifth because I'm looking That's online good. now. So there's probably an error in the presentation. Oh. I apologize for Yes, that. it is the fifth for the exam administration. It is August 5th. Good August catch. 2024. We apologize. I probably yes. got dragged up from last year's slides. So mm -hmm. uh, thank you thank very, you much, very much, much for that. You're catching that error. No problem. Uh, next, uh, Rafael Berba. Yeah, hi there. A lot of sports fellowships do shoulder arthroplasty. Just wanted to double check if shoulder arthroplasty cases count for uh, the cases for sports medicine certification, or it has to be strictly sports medicine cases. So the uh, there is a list uh, of acceptable codes uh, on the website, uh, and um, uh, I would have to look back at the codes. It's a fairly wide uh, list. Um, but that uh, is a downloadable PDF on the website. Um, and I. Okay, that's great. I mean, I, I can look at yeah. it. I, you know. All I right. want to say that 
I want to say yes, but I'm not sure. So. Uh, okay, thank you. I'll take sure. a look. No problem. Yes. Any other questions for us? Okay, then. Oh, we actually have one. one. Just, oh, several just got in here. Okay. Um, Margaret Cook, please. Hi, can you guys hear me okay? Yes. Um, I'm curious about, I'm um, applying for the hand side of this, and I'm curious regarding the non-operative cases. Um, what should be included in the non-operative cases for this? Um, I think it looks like well, that's one of the categories of surgery of the hand. It is. So non-operative things are something where you have taken care of perhaps an open wound in a non-operative fashion. Um, something other than a you know simple treatment, injection, close reduction treatment, castings, those sorts of things, but something where it just had a little more uh, extensive involvement and care over the course of a number of weeks. Okay, so close reduction and um, casting would be sufficient for that? Um, again, as my... Denise helped me again with this one, but I think that it was more involved, uh, the cases for for closed care and hand surgery. It, it is more involved in that, and the, there will be more information into the scribe thing. If you put the CPT code in, it won't accept it. Okay, thanks. Uh, Stephanie Russo, please. Um, I was just wondering about uh, medical leave during the one-year case collection period of the, do you suggest just trying to find a 12-month period where there is no absence or are there some provisions for adjusting that time? If you could, it, in the 24-month period, if you could pick a 12-month window where you're not going to be out, that, that would be best. If if you can't find that, then contact Morgan Graham, your certification specialist, and she can walk you through that. Thank you. You're welcome. Don Heitman. Hi, thanks for taking the question. In the past, sure, I've looked sure. at the uh, I've looked at the application process, and I've seen what's required for the letters of recommendation. I personally do most of my cases at surgery centers. Um, I do very little at hospitals and it seems like the letters have to come from the chief of orthopedics or uh, different positions that may not exist even at some of the hospitals where I work. So I guess I, I'm questioning the leeway with which you guys would accept certain letters and maybe what exactly the should be included in the letters um, You know, for someone like me who's in private practice. You know, what, what are you looking for and how strict are those uh, requirements on who needs to write those letters, especially if those positions don't exist? If there's a medical director of the surgery center, we will accept that. And it's just a, 
general letter of recommendation that anyone write, would write. There is a sample letter of that in the application. Okay. Thank you. Really good questions. Any other ones for anybody? Okay, then. Well, I guess with that, then we will say good night. Thank you all for your attention tonight and, uh, and look forward to working with you all. Have a good evening.